One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like, truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're not, Kate. But, but, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Hey! Hey. And if you want, you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. You can follow us on, nope, on Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast, and you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. You can shop our favorite products at shopmy.us slash forever35. You can sign up for our, the newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And you can also call or text us at 781-591-0390. And you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. Mm. 
Wow, why Kate, did I just make that weird sigh? Sorry. I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm a little tired. But, you know, before we started recording, I was um, lamenting to you how my poor son was up most of the night puking. Never fun. Never fun. Just, you know, I, you know, I just been like, I think we dodged the hand, foot, and mouth and RSV that was rampaging through the pre- through our preschool class. Ugh, I'm sorry. Those poor kids right now. Yes. And, you know, Henry had both as a baby. And so I was like, well, maybe he still has like some immunity. I don't know. Even though I know you can get it more than once. Maybe it was the same strain. Who knows? Blah, blah, blah. I was just like, oh, whew, we dodged a bullet. Thank God. And then it's like... <laughs> JK. <laughs> the universe knows. The universe knows when you think you have not gotten sick. Totally. Like you think, universe, you think you've avoided it. Yes. The universe was like, you are going to be humbled. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and you know what, universe? I am humbled. I am humbled. Yeah, because you have been dealing with barf all night. That's right, Kate. I've been dealing Sorry. with barf. Oh, dealing with barf. The Dory Shafir story of the last 24 <laughs> hours. Barf. Ugh. This morning it turned into diarrhea. I mean, not not to be like super graphic, but you know, we're all friends here. We are. We're close. And like, we don't ever hold back about what goes on with our bodies. No. It's like, yeah. It's like, we are the opposite of, you know, how people say like that kind of weird misogynistic thing of like, women don't shit. It's like, well, here <laughs> we do it all. <laughs> I mean, I was talking about my son, but yes. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, in general, we talk about all body functions yes. here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That yeah, is, we're not that in denial about true. what our bodies do. Very um, true. Anyway. I have, I have been meaning to share a product that I really love. Oh, And I just kind of okay. keep forgetting. And I didn't put this in our... Um, in our doc, but oh, I just I wanted a to... surprise sl- prod. <laughs> so I have... I've been using this night cream that I really like. It's it's not going to be for everyone. It's really, it's a it's a thicker cream, um, and you don't need a lot. But I want to mention it because I'm liking this brand, and they are available at Target. Um, and I just I like the prod, like the price point. It's called Bybee, B Y B I, and the product okay. that I want to especially shout out is their protein cream night nutrition protein cream mm. this is a uh, like a little goes a long way night cream and i'm okay. loving it it's super hydrating I'm, I'm really into it and then i have also used uh their oat milk facial cleanser which Ooh, is a very nice. gentle face cleanser and that has been really nice so I had never heard of this brand. I've received these products via, um, and maybe not via them, but via a, another company that sent me some stuff. So again, this was a gift. These were gifted, two gifted products. Okay. Um, and I've just, but I've been using them readily and will probably reorder. Wow. Yeah, I really, especially like okay. um, a night cream after like a, like, retinol like when your skin is kind of dry like this stuff is just really nice and thick and again i will say like you do not need a lot um and then this oat milk cleanser is just super super gentle it's a really gentle kind of um creamy cleanser if you will 
So Ooh, that's really nice, nice products. Yeah. And the cleanser is $16.99 and the moisturizer okay. I think is $24.99. And you can get it at Target or online at Target. Okay. Amongst you can get it other places, but like you know I'm always an accessible brand like a that everybody can kind of get, I like. Totally. So, Bybee. Good. Who knew? Welcome Good to the welcome to the point. podcast, Bybee. <laughs> never heard of them. I'd never heard of them. I know, and often there's so many skincare brands like yes. do we even need to talk about the fact that like brad pitt is launching a skincare line no we don't we like, don't need right, to talk we about don't. it we don't need all this <laughs> celebrity skincare and and i know no. there's just you know there's so much but i do think occasionally it is nice to find a product that you like Oh, although for Dory, sure. Although now, look, I just want to say I am over now on Le Domain skincare, and now I am like, should I buy Brad Pitt skincare? This looks fun. I'm gonna say no. No, all right, no, no, Kate, no. Don't do this. I'm just don't gonna say, don't do no. it. You don't, don't own it, Kate. Do it. Okay. You don't. Mm-mm. I will say the packaging is really beautiful, though. This is how they get. You. I mean, look, we always knew that Brad Pitt had a great aesthetic sense. That was always like his thing. You would always read those articles about how he was like a minimalist. Yeah. When he was, he was married he was to like, Jen. He was basically an architect. Yeah. And Jen just wanted to have that like relaxed Malibu casual home. And he was always like doing this intense architecture. Classic Brad. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so no, I will okay. not be Okay, buying. I don't need to buy a $320 no. cream for 1.7 fluid ounces. No, guess what? You don't. What you is don't? the math there? What is that, like $30 a oh. drop? Okay, anyway, okay, I, mean, I won't buy it. But I do want you just to look at the jar because the jar is beautiful. I'm just going to text you the jar. Okay, fine. Like, if I could just get a jar for free, I would want this jar. Isn't that a pretty jar? <sighs> The wood. Brad, please send. <laughs> Just an empty jar. Kate, a jar. She doesn't need the product. I don't need the product. She just wants do, the jar. I do need the jar with the wooden cap. A wooden cap. Okay. Do you see that with a little bit of a gold like, guitar do. pick on one side? I do. Everybody, we're going to post a photo of this beautiful jar. And we're all going to talk about it. The jar might be worth more than the cream inside. Okay, let's, I'm sorry. I, I could talk about this all day. I will let it go. Uh, Kate, what else is happening with you? We had planned a cruise in honor of my father-in-law's 80th birthday. And we were going to go on this cruise in May of 2020. And so we all uh, know yes. how that turned out. Like mm-hmm. comically... We a do, cruise. do know how that turned out. Cru- a cruise was like the worst place to be. It might still be the worst place to be, but uh, I am going to, you know, I'm boosted. I'm going to mask and I'm going to, you know, hope for the best. But um, we wanted to do this as a family because it's not something that we've ever been able to do before with Anthony's family. And that is really important to us. So we are going on a cruise, I guess now in honor of my father-in-law's 82nd birthday. Uh, and so I've never been on a cruise. And for better or for worse, as someone who hyperfixates, mm-hmm. there's a lot to learn about cruising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have been 
It's true. When I should be doing so many other things, I have been learning all about what you need to bring on a cruise. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's talk about what are some things that you're bringing on a cruise. I mean, did you know that the walls of your cruise cabin are metal, so you should bring magnet hooks that that go on the wall to hang all your stuff because the cabins are very small? Did you know that? Kate, I will tell you, I have been on a cruise. <gasps> you have? I have. With like your parents or as an adult? No, as an adult, oh I God, went on what? a cruise with an ex-boyfriend. I mean, at this point, I think it was 20 years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sam or different, not Sam? Different, different, different ex. Wow. Pre-Sam. Okay. Um, It was a Caribbean cruise. And the rooms are indeed very small. This, this was like pre-social media cruising. So, like, mm. there were some websites that, like, told you kind of what to do. But there wasn't Facebook. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't really any anything else. So, like, we didn't know about magnetic hooks. You know what I mean? Oh, you didn't? Um, no. I mean... I feel like we did like some prep for it. And I, I remember having a really good time. We did a mix of like some of the boat excursions and then some that we planned ourselves. And like, it was fun. It was weird, but it was fun. I've never done it again. <laughs> but I'm like glad I did it. You know what I mean? But sure. I think, I think now any trip planning has become more intense. Because there's so well, much information. This is why, and, and we're we're not going to introduce our guest just yet, but we talk about this with our guest today, kind of about packing, because I think part of this like social media and like the consumerist capitalist ties into social media is this idea of like, we need all new things for every new thing that we do, which doesn't work with most of our budgets, mm. dot, 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 and yet... But I will say, I have been obsessively <laughs> watching the YouTube videos of a gal who goes by the handle Life Well Cruised, and I've learned a lot from her. I've learned a lot. I've even just learned about the boat. Like, I didn't understand, like, your cat, especially if you don't have, like, a, if you have a cabin with no window and no balcony, it's going to be pitch black. And they're so tiny that, like, often people travel with battery-operated motion motion light, motion sensor lights that oh, they like wow. put in the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's just like a whole world of in the know cruise life. So what are some things besides the magnetic hooks that you have procured? Also, do you have an inside cabin or an outside cabin? We have an outside cabin. I don't know if our balcony is going to look over the ocean or like the inner part of the boat, but it is, we do have access to like the outdoors, which as a okay. person who kind of panics and gets claustrophobic that helps me mentally um uh, like you there's not a lot of outlets in the room so there's like a very specific has to be like cruise approved charger that you should bring for one of your outlets mm. the magnet magnet hooks hook situation is a big one maximizing space is a really big part of it especially there are going to be four of us in this room um so figuring out like, and we are a family, like we are not a clean family when we're in a, a hotel room. We are like, mm. it's a disaster. 
So I bought an over the door shoe mesh shoe rack that I'm going to bring that apparently people recommend for organizing. I mean, people love a travel, like a hook travel cosmetic bag. I'm not going to bring one of those. I don't want to spend the money. Um, I bought a tiny fan because apparently these cabins get hot and you can't just like pop open the window. So I bought a tiny fan, battery operated fan. And then there's also Dory, like there's like formal dinner nights on a lot of cruise ships. Yes. Which is I do recall. This is news to me. And again, like that's not my vibe. So I'm, so I, I also signed back up for Rent the Runway because that way I can have access to more formal outfits um, that I can then return. And who, like, has there been a family point person who's like making the dinner reservations and like planning the excursions or is everyone kind of like on their own? Nope. There is one member of the family who is doing that labor and that person is my husband. Ooh. That person is my husband. I don't know what we're doing. I'm just like, yes, sure. I will go there. Sure. You figure it out. And he's coordinated it for everybody because we're going, there's like three families going basically. So. Okay. Um, I love that this is not your job. He actually, I will say like when we, we've had, we've had the very good fortune of going on a couple trips this year and he's, he does, he likes to plan and figure stuff out. And I just like to be like, okay. And then I like to order the hooks off on the internet. Mm-hmm. I like to order, mm-hmm. oh, and wipes. I'm going to wipe down this room so hard. You mm. do not believe. I am getting like hospital grade travel wipe story. Speaking of puking, you don't want to oh. get that no. cruise ship norovirus. I don't want to get cruise ship norovirus. I'm already trying not to get cruise ship COVID. So I, I got to try not to get cruise ship norovirus. Yeah. I, I, I got to try not to get it all. Especially, I will say like, reports are coming out that second and third COVID infections like are it's not good for you to get COVID again and again so right early studies who knows obviously but as a person who's already had COVID I don't want to I really would like to avoid it yeah you know yeah so So I don't I'm excited to go on this cruise I'm you know it's a lot it's a lot going with an extended family too. Cause I like to make sure everybody's having a good time and there's going to be, you know, kids ranging from age seven plus, you know, more seniors. Although are your kids friends with their cousins? They have one cousin on that side and yes, they are friends. And the other day I came in and Lydia and my niece were like zooming Aww. and like packing together, but it was like what? three weeks. So Lydia had a pile oh of clothes God. on her floor. Yeah. <laughs> Was really Wait, cute. That's so cute. It was really cute. Yeah, it was really, it was really sweet. <laughs> so I'm excited that we that like they're gonna get to spend time together and like that I get to spend time with my niece. Like I don't see them that often, and my brother and sister in law obviously. But like you know, it's it's you just realize like the other day I dropped um, my daughter, my Lydia, my fourth grader off at school, and their grade was going on a field trip. And her friend was just like, I am so excited. This is my first field trip. And, you know, normally they're very lucky at their school that they there's always like some sort of little activity, like field trip every year that they do, even if it's just to like the park down the street. But because mm-hmm. they haven't really been in school since first grade, these kids have never done that. You know, and like even when they were there last year, COVID really prevented it. So like it was very... 
I forget that they have missed a lot of stuff and they are aware of the things that they have missed. And like part of that mm. has been spending time with their cousin, you know, and like being in person with their cousin. So, um, you know, just something I'm thinking about more and more as we kind of drift into this weird space of like post COVID, even though it's not really post COVID, mm. but we're kind of post, like we're post early. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I do. I do. I so that's just been it's been on my mind a lot lately. Okay. Well, Kate, I'm excited for you and I do feel like this is the perfect segue into introducing our guest. Take it away, Dory. Oh, thanks. Don't mind if I do. Our guest today is Hitha Palapu. And Hitha is a real a real renaissance woman, I would say. That's the perfect way to describe her. She really is. Like, she's the CEO of a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> yeah, no NBD. big deal. Um, and she's also a partner in Adama Ventures, which is focused on investments in women-founded and women-focused companies. She's written two books. We're Speaking, The Life Lessons of Kamala Harris and How to Pack travel smart for any trip. She also has a newsletter called Five Smart Reads. And her Instagram is also just like a delight and full of tips and just smart, smart takes on things. Um, and yeah, she's just, she's just wonderful. Um, and so we were so excited to get to talk to her. I mean, we did talk a lot about packing. <laughs> I know we were like, sorry, we need to corner you and discuss this at length. We also talked about entrepreneurship and motherhood and like a lot of other things. Well, you know what we talked about. So Hitha and I have been like Instagram friends, but never ever talked or met in real life or even like online real life. And she is an avid romance reader, but not just any romance. She also reads the Ice Planet Barbarians book series. So we have talked about this over Instagram DM. So I was very excited to find an ally in my alien romance pursuits. And Wait, she talks and about also, romance as self-care. Also, she came to romance during the pandemic. Yes, via Jasmine Guillory. Okay, we, we gotta Jasmine. just let her tell this all to yes, you herself. Sorry, yeah. we don't we don't need to we give just you gave, the... like we're giving you like cliff notes. We're so I excited. know, I know. Well just it was just like such a lovely, wide ranging, interesting conversation. With um, new right. skincare prods to be, to recommend, yes, which I have with skincare yeah. prods. Okay, so we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna come back with Hitha. 
vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like, I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, 
our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. We always get started asking our guests for a self-care practice. And this can be kind of a loaded question, especially just considering current state of the world. But what is something that you do that you consider self-care in your life? This is a very boring answer, but it's a daily practice, which is if I don't read like a few chapters of a romance novel every single night, I cannot sleep. And I cannot read nonfiction at night. I cannot read thrillers at night because I will not have good dreams. I need to read things that are happy, move forward. And I also, because romance novels have a very similar arc, I have to stop reading right before the conflict or get in bed early enough to get through the conflict and get to the happily ever after. So I have good dreams. So it is, that is my daily practice. If I do not read a romance novel before bed, I do not sleep well. So when I'm out and I'm like coming home after a dinner, it switches to I'm listening to a romance novel on audio. So I like have that practice as a part of like my bedtime routine. If I don't have too much time um, between when I get home and when I need to be lights out and asleep. 
Okay, I feel like you're really speaking Kate's language. <laughs> yeah. right I'm, I'm beaming. I mean, we so we have DM'd you and I about oh. Ice Planet Barbarians. Now, I have this in our questions to talk to you about, but we're just going to get right to it. Perfect. Uh, because I talk about this book series. Poor Dory has literally for the last year, I've just been like, blue aliens fucking. But <laughs> it's provided me with such comfort. And so... I would love to know specifically if there is a book or an author that you have really resonated with in this space, especially for folks who are like, because we still hear from folks all the time. We're like, I don't read romance, not for me. Um, and maybe blue aliens aren't for everybody, but I do think romance can be. I love those sexy blue aliens so mm-hmm. much. They mm-hmm. are just bless them. I, <sighs> I feel like. Bl- Ice Planet Barbarians needs to be written into comprehensive sex ed curriculum. Just not necessarily book one, but the subsequent ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You see the be- author's growth. Exactly. Because these <laughs> aliens are almost oh obsessive gosh. about consent and taking care of their partners in such a mm. profound way that I am like, you know, on one hand of one of my random obsessions is F1, which I think answers the age old question, why are men? Um, I have yeah. these Wait, like by by F one. Do you mean Formula One? Yeah, Formula One. Oh, I have Dory's become... something Dory's likes. Dory Excellent. likes. We could get into that too. So on one end, I have like Drive to Survive, explaining like conventional and toxic masculinity in a very entertaining format. On the other hand, I have men as they should be, whether they're aliens, humans, half alien, half orcs, um, devils. I mean, yo, I. <laughs> I thought I had a boundary when it came to kink and Ruby Dixon continues and Katie Roberts continue to just push that envelope. And I am like, the limit does not exist. Yeah. I mean, you bring up such a good point about the kind of consent aspect of like these aliens who all they want to do is like perform fellatio on their partners mm-hmm. in a very loving way. And it, there is something to be gained from that. I, I guess my question to you is like, how do you, how do you help people move beyond the stigma of certain, certain genres of reading or, or of yeah. anything, right? Because I do think a lot of these books, romance in general, but like, especially as we get into like monster kink, <laughs> there's a lot of stigma. You know, I love age because the older I get, the less I care about what people think about me and the less I gatekeep, but also, mm. um, question myself or shame myself on what brings me joy. And the reason I love romance, and I think it is just a brilliant genre, is these are really, it's incredible storytelling. And to write a steamy scene with dignity and with grace and like in a way that I go, I have tried to write these scenes. I cannot. Like I turn into like an 11-year-old boy and I'm like... (laughs) Penis. I mean, like, seriously, <laughs> it is embarrassing, which is why reading them, I have such respect for romance authors because they are not only crafting incredible stories and characters and plots and making me feel really happy at the end of the book, but they're also bringing dignity to, to sex and to intimacy that we don't often see in the shows, a lot of the shows we watch, in the movies we see and in a lot of male authored books. So to me, I think romance is the smartest genre because it appeals to our angels and our higher selves. And frankly, I love escaping to a world where women 
especially women of color, are just loved for their multitudes and not shamed for it and appreciated as their whole selves and that their pleasure is a priority. It's not an afterthought. And that is the world I would like to live in. And until I do, I will just read romance and vote and canvas and do what I can. <laughs> yeah, we're talking to you the day before election day. So it's mm-hmm. whew, whew, timely. <laughs> yeah. huh. What was your, what was, I always like to ask people what their romance gateway was. Jasmine Guillory, the wedding date. <sighs> and a recent a recent book, right? So this is in the yeah. last, that book came out in what, 2018, I think? So a recent. 2018 was like my entree into romance. So NetGalley, I re- looked interesting to me when I saw it on NetGalley. I was like, never really read romance, but this seems interesting. I was more interested about Alexa being a chief of staff or a mayor. Yeah. And then I read it and I'm like, I am so happy. I am mm. so happy. And I think I reread it right after I had finished it. And like, that is a mark of a great book when you're like, I did not get enough of these characters. I need to go spend some more time with them. And that honestly just like opened the floodgates from there. I dug right into Alyssa Cole's Reluctant Mm -hmm. Royals series, which so smart and I love so much. Um, I read The Idea of You, which isn't technically romance. It has some romantic themes. But honest God, I was five months pregnant when I read that. And I was like, this book is going to put me in the labor. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) And it just, that's where it began. And I will say during the pan, like early months of the pandemic, romance kept me sane. After just a day of keeping my kids somewhat safe and healthy, trying to get my work done, trying to keep everyone alive and live to to live another day, two chapters of like a book would just calm me down and bring me such joy and just make me feel like, okay, I have taken care of myself today. Mm. I have escaped this hell hole that we live in right now. And I, I can make it through another day. We just spoke to um, Kennedy Ryan on the pod and we were having a conversation that it's it's interesting to now like have this conversation from the reader perspective because she was talking about it kind of from the writer perspective and especially how the pandemic um you know affected romance uh romance as a genre just people like you finding so much solace in it so it's just it's just interesting to kind of hear sort of the other side of um of that coin, I guess. I am very grateful um, for Kennedy Ryan because I read Queen Move in May mm-hmm. of 2020. And that's when I realized I could be in perimenopause. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> you learn well, things from romance too. You do. And like literally got an Everly Well women's hormonal screen panel, sent it in. It said I was borderline, but then my mom is like, oh yeah, I went through menopause. I was finished with menopause by the time I'm 42. You're probably oh my in gosh. it. And oh my I was gosh. like, so one, thank you, Kennedy, because one, that book is just truly excellent. And I loved that whole series. But then two, you really do learn a lot from romance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I also am not, I'm not like a huge romance reader, but I have dabbled in romance, especially historical romance. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, a lot of them are very well researched and uh-huh. you do, you do learn a lot. Um, switching gears a bit. <laughs> Hitha, you wrote a book about packing. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, we need to talk about this like in great detail. <laughs> and I would say Kate and I have both talked about like the anxiety that we have leading up to travel and how that often manifests in buying stuff that we quote unquote need for our trips. So that's one thing that like (laughs) pinged for me. (laughs) And then the other thing is just like the anxiety of packing, like feeling, I always feel like I either overpack or underpack. There's never like the perfect amount of packing. I don't know. I'm rambling, but I guess I'm just saying, I'm asking could you give our listeners sort of a pricey of your book and what are like the top three techniques that you think people are not doing right now when it comes to packing that you think everyone should be doing? Okay. Well, I got you. Like this book will change your life. Thank you. (laughs) How to pack. I mean, this started from me being a poor packer. I only Mm. learned how to be a good packer after being a poor packer. So I want to just say where you are is very normal and we've all been there. So give yourself some grace because all right, like it is going to be okay. Okay. How you packed in the past does not have to be how you pack in the future. And it's about progress, Mm -hmm. not perfection. So the first thing I always recommend is writing a list a week before your trip to help take out some of that anxiety. It is one very small micro action you can take to just get yourself organized. And it is, you don't even have to finish the list right away in a single sitting. You can just get it started. And even if it's just listing out activities you're going to be doing, listing out Mm. like how many days, checking the weather, but also making some accommodations like it could rain. Maybe I'll take a travel size umbrella. It could, it could be really sunny. Do I have sunscreen? Do I need to go grab some? And that also keeps you organized in the what do I need to buy mm. category. Cause if you, sometimes you genuinely need to buy things before a trip, especially if you're going on a beach vacation or a ski trip or like a city weekend with some girlfriends and you're like, what do I wear out these days? Like what, okay, wait, what, what are, could I just, can I interrupt you for one second? Because yes. you just said something that like really blew my mind, which is, well, first of all, making your list a week ahead of time. Like, okay, mm-hmm. wow. I know, not the <laughs> night, not the night before not the night or before. the morning of. <laughs> um, and two, listing out the activities that you are going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sorry, please proceed. I just needed to note my... <laughs> Your mental noting. I'm going on a yeah. cruise in two weeks, so like I am tuned in. Okay. Sorry. I got you. And by the way, if we can FaceTime, I will walk you through everything. <laughs> like I've done this before. I'm here to help. The second is when you're picking your outfits after you've listed out your activities, think about what you would wear if you were at home for that activity. Mm-hmm. Like what makes you feel like a million bucks on a day-to-day basis? What has that little bit of stretch that if you're bloated or, you know, post-flight bloat is very, very real. And I want everyone to think about that when they are packing because you want the jeans that you can wear even if it's, you're, they're a little tight or you're a little bloated and they're still comfortable. Pick the tops that make you feel great, not the ones where you're sort of fussing, which is also why 
I really recommend making 80% of the items you pack from like your power pieces, those go-to items that you rely on a daily basis. And 20% can be your fun fantasy pieces. That is like, mm-hmm. I want to be this person when I am on this trip. There is room for both, but the 80-20 rule is how I deploy it in terms of packing. 80% should be power pieces. 20% should be fun pieces. Is there ever a world in which we're allowed to bring more than three pairs of shoes? I read that you recommend three pairs of shoes and I'm like a six pair of shoe person. How do I start smaller? How about start with five? If you know who you are, like here's my thing. It's again, it's progress. Winnowing it down to five pairs from your normal six pairs is, is progress. And I'd be very proud of you if you run it down to five. Are you, and if you're wearing all those shoes and like that is your security accessory, security blanket piece, then we can make concessions in other areas because your shoes are your statement and that's what's making mm. you feel really comfortable. So like these rules are flexible or are meant to be adapted for you. So I would not stress out about, Oh my God, which three pairs of shoes? Oh, I just find it helpful to provide a guideline. And then let you take what works for you and adjust accordingly. I love that. I think that's just so the the especially planning a week out is so smart and like to, for any moment in life, honestly. But it just kind of helps you get a handle on the situation because I do feel like so much of packing or preparing for a trip there's this kind of like unhinged energy involved. At least for me, this kind of like last minute scramble that feels so terrible. It doesn't feel good. I, I never feel joyful packing for anything. I feel well, and, panicked. And especially with kids, right? Like oh, then that's this whole other layer of madness. <laughs> um, especially exactly. with, with small children. I mean, oh my God. Um mm-hmm. do you have a suitcase of choice? Ooh. Also are you a are you a checker or a carry oner? I mean with kids carry? With kids, you're going to check in a bag. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. like relax. <laughs> you're going to check in a suitcase when you're traveling with young children. And that is okay. When it's just me, I could do 10 days in a carry-on. But again, I've been doing this for a while. And by the end, my suitcase looks like a disaster too. So please, it's not like the beautifully photographed suitcase at the beginning of a trip. It is a dumpster fire. So I actually think... If checking gives you a sense of security, check your bag. If carry-on gives you a sense of security, carry it on. It's your choice. So we're just going to take a short break, and we will be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because, look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay, I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really 
help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, we're back. Can I... Um, ask you about your experience with menopause because we, sure. you know, we get a lot of questions about perimenopause and menopause, and it's we're we're moving forward on t- talking it about talking about it more on the podcast, but we haven't really gotten there yet. And I don't think I'm quite at menopause, so I would love to know about your experience and any kind of advice or thoughts you have for people who may be feeling like their body is entering into that next phase of life. Ooh, yes, mm, I know. I mean- loaded. Literally go read Queen Move for many reasons, but especially those symptoms. I mean, it was like weight gain around the abdomen. I'm like, I have that, but isn't that just all the wine I've been drinking during the pandemic? It was a lot in those early months. It was the irritability. It was the aggressive hot flashes. And we were living with my parents at that time. So I was like, I just thought it's because my mom is slow to put the air conditioning on. Like I was making excuses, Mm. but then... When I said, okay, let's try this, let's try that, and the symptoms weren't abating, I was like, okay, so Mm. this could be a thing. And it really was those textbook symptoms of night sweats, hot flashes, dryness of my skin inside and out, and Mm -hmm. um, terrible mood swings, which I think all of us felt in those early months. I certainly Mm. do still. But, you know, I would have really just shrugged this off as, oh, this is just, this is just a stress from the pandemic. This is a stress of just being a mom and someone who works in the pandemic. This is nothing. But those symptoms made me actually take it seriously. And Everly Well, being able to offer tests like that and have it shipped to your home made my life so simple. No affiliation, just a fan of people having 
data and being able to use that data to their advantage. And then I talked about it with my OB once I got back to the city. And I'm lucky to have an incredible OBGYN who really takes the time to listen, who does not dismiss your symptoms, who does not talk at you. She really cares about having a real conversation with you. And she said, look, your blood work is borderline. But if you have that family history, you're probably in it. Now, if your symptoms Mm -hmm. feel like they're ever going to get to a point that you can't manage them with lifestyle changes, let's talk about hormone replacement and whatnot. There are options here, but I'd also like you to take this as an opportunity because you also have anxiety and depression to maybe establish some better lifestyle changes as much as you possibly can to help. So that was, I have to be really regimented about how I start my day, how I end my day, what I put on my plate in a day and learning to say no, because it will trigger a lot of different symptoms, both in the mental health side of things and my perimenopausal symptoms. The second is I met this incredible woman named Yasmin who created a company called Bia Wellness. And these are seeds that are naturally help, meant to help you in the two phases of your cycle. And she said, you know, people hadn't said they've noticed a reduction with their perimenopause symptoms when they take these seeds. It's a natural um, food We're talking like a of, seed, a seed from a plant. We're talking like, like a- Like seed blends. So there are these like, oh, okay, it basically got it, got it, got it. looks like a seed blend. But, you know, I started taking them and they really did help manage my symptoms. So now I am like, that person who has to pack her Bia packs every time she travels because I'm like, I'm not letting these go. I need these. So that has been um, a more supplement food-based um, tool that has helped me manage my symptoms. And then, you know, the third is just talking about it. Yeah. Like, I just wish we, I wish that half of this population would stop shaming us for just being, having uteruses and being women and having things be pandered to us, whereas the things they do and appreciate and enjoy are respected. And I'm really done with that narrative and I'm writing a new one. So that means I talk about perimenopause. I talk about mental health. I talk about alien kink romance novels. (laughs) I talk about it all because I'm really done having it be this be defined as somehow shameful or verboten or a girl thing, this affects over half the population. Mm. So no, we need to talk about it. I think the way I always kind of viewed menopause through a younger person's lens was like, oh, here my mom goes again talking about the hot flashes. Like, not truly understanding the impact that can it can have on your physical and mental health. Mm -hmm. And so much uh, about our bodies is treated that way and not taken seriously. Um, and, and I think you make a really good point about us not discussing uh, the impact or the, or the impact not being validated in the cultural narrative via la patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Something I'm, I think I'm like a mediocre mother at best most days. But one thing I'm very proud of as a mom is I have this Rachel Antonoff sweatshirt that is like the women's reproductive system. And at a very young age, when Roe was like three, and now I'm teaching Rocky, he knew like, this is a uterus. These are the ovaries. This is the fallopian tube, cervix. And so now when I have my period, Roe's like, mommy, is your uterus shedding again? And I'm like, Mm. yes, baby. And then he like knows where my candy stash is. And he goes and brings me M&Ms. And he's like, here you go. 
you just rest. And I am like, listen, most days I feel like a terrible mother, but this is one day where I go, again, we get to raise the next generation of men. Will they continue to uphold that conventional masculinity patriarchal narrative? Or are they going to embrace and write a new one? I would like them to write a new one. Well, it's like the video. There's a video going around that I'm sure is on TikTok, but I'm on a TikTok break. So I saw it on Instagram of a, a woman who's interviewing men on the street in New York yeah. asking if they, if women can pee with tampons in. And most of these men, maybe all are like, I know, like they, they don't even, I don't even think they know that it's two different holes. There was one guy who was asked to list like what parts of the women's reproductive um, system. And I was like, my seven-year-old would school you in this yeah. test. I was like, one, I am a good mother. And two, all of those men are voting. All of those men yes. are voting. All of them. Yeah. And, and I don't know if they're progressive or conservative or what, but none of them knew across the board. And that, that is alarming. It's the same way that you ask, uh, you know, many cis men how many tampons women use through a menstrual cycle. And the, the answers are like two from one to 100. Yeah. Like a varied amount. And I, I appreciate the openness because the only way it's going to get through is by talking about it with those folks. But I think you're right. It's with the younger, the younger ones that were hopefully really going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that's something that too. This is something that I think about all the time as a mom of a boy identified child. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big responsibility, but mm. I think we're up for it. <laughs> and yeah, you it does are. Give me, it does give me hope when I see, you know, friends of mine who are also moms of boys, like raising them to be just more enlightened. Mm. So. Amen to that. <laughs> I want to so, raise, there's, there's a Gloria Steinem quote that I think a lot about, which is we've been so focused on raising our daughters like our sons that we've forgotten to raise our sons like our daughters. Mm. And I think about that constantly. Like if I have a parenting mantra, it's that. Wow. That's a good one. I've never heard that that's quote. That's a good one. Um, Heather, can you talk to us a little bit about your experience with entrepreneurship? Um, I know it's <laughs> my understanding as an observer is that there's a lot of societal barriers that have been put in place for women, especially women of color. I would love to know what advice you have for other entrepreneurs. Yeah. What are the ups and downs? What are the red flags? I mean, I have to preface this with, I have a very privileged and nepotism entree into entrepreneurship. I work with my father and that is how I got my job, certainly. And a lot of people in my position will say my father or my mother would be the first to fire me if I wasn't performing. I could say that all day, whether people believe me or not is up to them, but um, it's the truth. And with that comes, I think, some degree of security. Because if you're walking in with the gray hair that you share a last name with and you share like a very similar look to, people are at least going to not dismiss you. And I don't haven't had to deal with as many of the macroaggressions that mm-hmm. a lot of female founders, especially women of color founders, face when they're pitching, when they're going out there to raise capital or make deals. So 
I got to preface it with that. I will also say it hasn't been easy, but I think being a mother and being a Philadelphia sports fan from like childhood (laughs) has like prepared me for entrepreneurship because I'm very used to rejection and I'm very used to heartbreak. I'm like, at this point, I have a very thick skin, nothing. I don't take knows personally anymore. And I, Mm. that's a very easy thing for me to say at the stage we're at now where we've successfully raised capital. We have a licensing deal that's funding the rest of the company and development through launch. And I'm in a very privileged position and I'm kind of at the part of the story where things are, I mean, hopefully we have no more ups and downs and no more conflict in this story, but things are, is are, are doing okay. In the thick of it, yeah, it sucked. You think you have that diligence done and this this fund is going to give you a term sheet and they turn around and they say, well, actually, we want to see this, this, this. And you're like, okay, back to the drawing board. When you mm. don't pay yourself for years because you need to take care of your team, you know, that's never easy as well. And again, that's a very privileged thing to be able to do. I'm honored that I'm able to be able to do it, but it's also not easy when you're spending 14 hours at your desk to get no after no after no, or people ghosting you or getting mm. feedback like, mm-hmm. well, what if this person was CEO? Like, why, why are you the CEO? And I'm like, Oof. Mm. Oof. Ooh, you're missing the whole point. I'm like, did I just said, so to be clear, you like the product. <laughs> oh my God. You like our team. These terms are favorable to you, but because I am me and I am the CEO of the company, that's what's stopping you from moving forward. And like when you have, this is one of my tips for those situations is repeat what they say back Mm. to them very slowly with like a low register, very calmly to kind of get it out is like, do you hear what you're saying? And if they say, yep, that's correct. And then be like, you know what? <laughs> I appreciate. Thank you for your Good time. Data. It's clear that this is right. not going to be a fit. And I wish you well. Yeah. And get off. Yeah. And scratch that person yeah. off your list. Put like a bunch of red flags on like that tracking spreadsheet you have. And talk about it with your other founder friends. Because if that person mm. gave you that feedback, you don't want something to happen to a friend, if they do take that capital, you know, the thing with entrepreneurship, with early stage companies, especially in the life sciences um, sector is you raise a lot of money to often fail. And those failures, if you've raised a lot of money and you've given up a lot of equity in your company, you will be removed by your investors like that. Mm. And they have no problem about it. So your baby, what you have spent years and your own capital and your own sweat and effort to build can be taken away from you immediately. So Mm. I also hate that we glorify how much people raise or how much something goes public for and or valuations because these are arbitrary numbers. I wish we celebrated profitable businesses, Um, businesses with a healthy growth um, number Businesses that are hiring disproportionately people who are being shut out of the workforce because traditional capitalistic rules. And those don't get the same press and attention that they deserve. So I'm really here to help as my investor side of my journey has kind of come to an end. 
and that's cool. But I'm here to help businesses and founders think about getting capital, building businesses a little differently so they don't need to raise a ton of money. And we sell and start celebrating them the way they deserve to be celebrated. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, also, I just wanted to just say, like, thank you for being upfront about your privilege, because I feel like a lot of times it gives people the wrong idea about, you know, what is possible and the help that people have had. And like, not to say it's not realistic for, you know, anyone to do what you did without family help, but like, it's important, I think, for people to know that you had that help. So I appreciate, I really appreciate that. So thank you for, thank you for saying that. Um, okay. So we usually like to, wrap things up <laughs> by asking about our guests skincare routine Ooh! so hitha let us in on your deepest darkest skincare routine secrets like just like romance novels <laughs> and back the curtain f1 yeah. <laughs> taco bell this is like one of my favorite things to talk about so mornings i don't cleanse it's just cold water on my face to both wake myself up but to just quickly rehydrate my skin then it's the Indie Lee CoQ10 toner, a few spritzes of that. Mm -hmm. Then right now, because it's a weird climate, but when it's traditionally fall, not 70 degrees in November in New York, I'll do a serum. So in lighter and warmer weather months, it's the Wander Beauties Site C, their vitamin C serum. In the colder months, it's the Renovath Brightening Saffron Serum. Oh, it like smells like Ooh. dessert when you put it on your face. It's so good. I just bought another bottle because I'm running out and thank God it's the last day of the Sephora sale. So I got 15% off. Ooh, hold on. Google. Okay. <laughs> Love Renovath. Um, it's an incredible Ayurveda. It's a beautiful skincare line that blends Ayurveda with the best of modern science. And I love that it. it's a both and not either or in like mm. that skincare kind of world. I follow that up with, um, Alchemy Forever's, uh, eye gel, um, eye cream. Oh my God. This is like an espresso shot for your eyes. I have been loyal to this eye cream for like five or six years now. So highly, highly recommend. And then I end with either depends on what kind of sunscreen I'm feeling that day. If I'm doing a mineral, I'll put on a moisturizer. So I love shop state of's, um, moisturizer in the blue jar. It's very hydrating, but it doesn't like clog your pores. State of is designed for women in perimenopause and menopause. So big Ooh. fan of also their whipped body butter. It is like the yummiest lotion in the world. So hugging Stacey London, who I love, like these are amazing products. And then I'll do like the Live Tinted or Wander Beauty Mineral Sunscreen if I'm doing mineral. If I'm not doing mineral, I love Say Beauties. Um, not the tinted, but like the regular sun, sun visor which is also a great moisturizer for me on warmer months. That's all I need in colder months. I'll maybe still do that um, moisturizer from state of in the mornings. Evenings is like a whole thing. Um, I, if I'm wearing makeup or whatnot, it's a double cleanse. So I will start with the Tatcha cleansing oil, which is perfection. Yes. So good. So yeah, good. And then I got this new cleanser that I am obsessed with. 
It is from a company called Motif. The Abundance Cleanser is their only product right now, but it is, it is magic. It is both deeply cleansing, but still hydrating. And it's got just a tiny bit of um, a scrub in it. So it feels like you get a nice gentle exfoliation. The beautiful thing is in the evenings, what I'll do is I will leave it on for a minute and brush my teeth while I let it sit on as a little bit of a mask and then rinse it off. And like you are glowing, glowing. It's like the one new thing in my skincare routine and people have been your skin looks great. And I'm like, it must be this cleanser because that's the only thing I, that's new. Okay. <laughs> Next step is CoQ10 Indie Lee toner. And then like a good, like a good skincare junkie, I have like my alpha, my acid night, my chemical exfoliation night, my retinoid night, and then my break nights. So Are you a skin cycler? Is that what I'm hearing? You skin yeah, cycle? It has a name. I've been doing it for years. I know, right? That's fair. Now has a name. So I love that Alpha H liquid gold um, concentrate for my chemical exfoliation. I've been using that for a couple years now. It's great. They also have a peel. So sometimes if my skin just needs a little bit more of a turnover, I've had a pimple recently and I want to help mm. turn over that a little faster, I use that. My retinoid is Wander Beauty's Retin- Do Not Disturb Retinoid Concentrate. It is feels gentle, but extremely effective. Big, big, big fan of this. And then on break nights, Alchemy Forever has a pigment evening serum that is beautiful and very gentle. So that feels nice on break nights. Or I'll do the Renovath um, serum again. Same eye cream because it's just the best. And then night moisturizer in the winter, I do the Renovath Bakuchi cream, which literally smells like Indian, like another Indian dessert, Kalakand. And it's just feels like you're putting dessert all over your face. And it's just absolutely amazing. And then I end with an oil. I'm not really precious about oils. I really like the Equilibria um, CBD face oil. It's really great. And I like to do a little gua sha if I have time at night to just sort of give myself a little extra love. This has been such a delight to get to talk to you. I'm so glad we get to chat IRL after chatting over DM for so long. This is such a treat. Um, For our listeners who want to follow along with you and all your work, and also you we should mention you do a really wonderful kind of weekly story roundup that I find very useful mm-hmm. with links. Um, where can, where can we find all of that? Uh, my home on the internet is really Instagram. So you can follow me at Hitha Palapu, H-I-T-H-A-P-A-L-E-P-U. And from there you can go over to my Substack, which is called five smart reads. And there's a daily and weekly newsletter to send you the five stories that I think are important or my t- incredible team of contributors finds important to teach you about a perspective from a perspective you may not otherwise have learned from. And the weekly newsletter is like the behemoth roundup of my random musings, whatever romance novels I'm reading at the time, and you know, questions from the internet that people ask me. Awesome. Amazing. Hitha, thank well, you thank again. Thank you again. Thank you. Well, listen, I am so, so, so glad we finally had Hitha on the pod. I feel like she's just kind of been this like dream guest in the back of my brain for so long. 
mm. and like a dream person to get to know. And so yes, I'm just totally. thrilled that we thrilled that we I know. I'm like, it. do we get to be friends now? <laughs> I kind of assume that anyone who comes on the podcast oh, yeah. has kind of shifted into this new territory of like pod friend, like a pend. I'm going to call mm. them friend, a friend. Where even if they're like, who are you again? I'm going to be like, remember that time I spoke to you for 30 to 45 minutes about self-care? <laughs> We're friends. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Um, well, Kate, how did, how did drinking more tea go for you? Okay. I know that's kind of a silly intention, but I will say it's actually been amazing I it's it's cold. It's done this. What happens in Los Angeles every fall is that it's like 100 degrees, 100 degrees. And then one day it's 60 degrees. And so even though it's not cold by degree measurement, your body, the the shock of like a 30 degree temperature drop is really unsettling. So we are going Mm. through that right now. And I have been pounding tea, especially rooibos, which I love rooibos. I had the uh, extreme privilege of studying abroad in South Africa in 1999, which is where I first started drinking rooibos tea with my host mom um, because I did a family homestay. And I just, I have such like fond memories every time I drink rooibos. Mm. It just brings me back to my lovely host mother and hanging out with her in the afternoon um, after my classes. But also I love rooibos tea is like to me just the most soothing, delicious comforting herbal tea and oftentimes my kids and I do like bedtime tea and books and we'll drink tea and do books so we've just I've just been chugging tea lately yeah it's great it's been great and it's I find it soothing like I love being warm so there's like a real kind Mm. of like nurturing self-care aspect that comes from a caffeine free tea for me oh I love that well Dory this week it's a vague intention but I just want to my intention's just cruising like, I just kind of want to, like, oh, okay. here's the crazy, here's the coolest thing about this cruise. I'm not going to have internet access. So I am going to be Ooh. doing a bit of a digital detox. I mean, you could Ooh. get wireless, but it's like $80 a day yeah, per person say, or something. Like notoriously expensive. So expensive. And so I just was kind of like, oh boy, I'm going to, I'm just going to go for it. I was like, how am I going to play Wordle every night? And I guess the answer is you're not. And I'm just going to have to be okay with that. Are you bringing books? Like, what are you bringing? I will bring books. Yeah, I'll bring, Um, I use a Kindle to read and I will bring my Kindle with books on it. Or I'll bring, I have so many paper books, but I'm trying to pack light. So I'll probably Kindle. Okay, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Um. Well, last week I was going to like really think about my carbon footprint and my husband's car is still in the shop, so. Mm, and you're, you've still been fine with one car? I've really been thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, there have been a couple of, like, pain points here and there. Um, but we've, like, mostly been fine. That's amazing, so, Dory. Yeah, it's been good. Um, and then this week, you know, it's it's the last week before Thanksgiving, which is like wild. And I have a weirdly busy week. Like I'm going to a couple of concerts and like, I don't know, just it like ended up being one of those weeks. And I'm like, Oh, how did that happen? <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm trying to not like freak out about that and just have fun and, you know, get through it. Dory. 
I love it. I have gratitude for you. Thank you. I do. I, and, and likewise, me for you. <sighs> and us for you, person listening. Yes. Um, and just a reminder that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dorisha Freer, and Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager and our network partners, ACAST. And we'll talk to you all again soon. Bye. Bye.